It's a free clinic for Mind Matters today. So Dr. Joel Lowe, clinical psychologist and director at the Mind Psychological Services and Training, he's here to answer any question that you might have on mental health issues. Yati, you have a question for the doctor? Yes, um, I have a 10-year-old son who's quite a big size. He's active, but uh, I would just like to know how psychologically to tell him that uh, he needs to look after his weight and health because, you know, kids these days, they have all kind of way of uh, responding to you when you say, son, you are putting on weight. You know, I've always get this from him, like, mom, you're judging me. Mm, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> No, so, so what's the correct way, right, <laughs> to tell your child yeah, that they need yeah. to lose some weight? Especially as a, a young child of 10, you got to be really careful with the words that you use because oh it can leave a big impact, right? <laughs> yeah. I think what we do in therapy is something for people who want to come for therapy is something you can use for a child as well, right? And the idea here is that your child himself needs to be personally motivated to want to lose the weight, right? So, like, I mean, for all of us, even as adults, you know, when people tell us off or tell us that we're doing something wrong, we don't like it because it's like a, it's a front against us, in a sense, right? And children are similar in that sense, right? So I think the best thing you can do is to plan ideas in it like for example oh you know what if you join a football team you can uh, make more friends for example you can uh, learn how to be a footballer and you maybe could be a really good footballer moving forward for example uh, or you could play yeah, badminton yeah. right so when you plant that kind of more positive minded ideas into him so then it becomes his own motivation his own desire oh cool if I want to be a football player or a badminton player I need to watch what I eat need to take care of my body a bit better and then I can be a better yeah. athlete for example so that's a really yeah, good yeah. way to get himself motivated to do it uh, and you don't <laughs> have to point it out to him or you put your own weight and you need to watch yeah, your weight that kind yeah. of thing yeah. Yeah, in a way sometimes he goes like mom I think I'm slow in running mm, how can mm, I be mm, a footballer mm. and stuff yeah. but when you go and say that's why son you have to look after your food and he goes like oh mom you're judging again yeah okay, okay. <laughs> right. get where you're coming from right. so yeah, maybe yeah. sometimes I think also sometimes the parents can be the worst people to tell kids things like that right so maybe yeah. like telling going through the coach for example just uh, working together mm. with the coach and say how encourage him to you know, uh, look after himself a bit better um Sometimes kids are like that like, When my parents tell me Cannot mm-hmm. Sure sure, not going to happen But when my friends tell me Or my <laughs> yeah, teachers tell me Yep I'm going to do it right So that's another option yeah, To try and see yeah. like, perhaps Okay okay I'll, I'll try that Thank you dog Alright good luck Thank you so yeah, much nice day. We receive a text message From someone Who prefers to remain anonymous yep. What would you suggest If a 13 year old boy Only have behaviour And attitude issues At home Is it because That he has an Asperger brother could it be that he feels that the brother needs more attention? Yeah, I think that's close to what I'm thinking about. La. Usually when there is a patient in the family, right? So let's say in this case, a, a brother with Asperger's. Naturally, the attention of the family would be focused more on the, the patient. In yep. sense, right? So I think what's happening with your, your child is that, you know, he perhaps wants to lash out, wants to get more attention, wants to do things, but he can't because of the sick brother. So that's why he's lashing out at home, right? And he's, he's showing behavioral issues and all that kind of stuff. And when he goes back to school for example when they go out it's perfectly fine so I think what can be done is family therapy could be a good way just to get everyone on the same page uh, but depending on how old your child is as well right so I think he's old enough to be able to rationalize to reason and then to have a good conversation with him to explain things but even before that maybe you can sit him down and try and talk about his frustrations his anger right and help understand where he's coming from empathize with him right and then hopefully you can find a middle ground from there la, from I see him. so at school it's more of an equal footing because everyone's yeah. just treated equally yeah. right yeah. but at home you can't and he can't even lash because he probably loves the brother a lot exactly, but exactly. he's not getting the love that he wants exactly and uh, expectations like you're, you're the healthy brother you should be the one who's taking yeah. care of the younger one you should be the good one you know, those kind of expectations can be very heavily but on actually someone. it's even not just when you have a young let's say a brother with conditions a disability right? yeah, yeah. Let's, it doesn't even have to have a disability
responsibility. No. Do older no. brothers have it harder in a way as well? Uh, sometimes, depending on how the parents uh, view the situation. But stereotypically, the older child usually has more responsibilities. I got to take out the younger ones, be the good, responsible one in that sense, right? So it does happen as well. Just that when there's a sick patient, it it amplifies that even more. We receive a voice note from Johnny all the way from KK. My question is, how would parents uh, react or, or explain to their children when their parents have to separate due to adultery? Well, this is a bit more complex than usual. It is. It is very complex. Um, I think breaking up is never easy to do, right? Especially when there's such a negative reason behind it, lah. Mm. Seemingly, should you even have to tell the kids? Yeah. I think it depends on how old the kids are. I mean, if they are really young, like like really young teenagers, then probably you don't have to tell them the full story. You can yeah. tell them that you guys are breaking up, you know, because mommy and daddy don't see eye to eye anymore, for example. And then as they get older, maybe when they're full adults, then you can tell them the real reason why, lah. And I think especially once they get older, then it's okay for them to tell them so if they're adult children and all that then that's fine you can let them know what's going on but more importantly I think uh, the mom and dad need to figure out the intentions of telling them because sometimes you know couples they can tell people just to spite the other partner because yeah. if I'm the victim here right so I tell my kids just so they can ally my kids to myself right. so that's something to keep in mind as well if you're doing it for that reasons it's probably going to be very problematic for the kids moving forward right so regardless of what happened between the two of you yeah. you should always think of the child had the child in mind when I, you say certain things right yeah ideally ideally and it's Sometimes it's a bit difficult, heat of the moment kind of thing. It's diff- it's not the easiest thing to do, right? I think this is something best said when you guys are calm and relaxed. You know, everyone is sitting down. You know, just having a conversation like, in the sense of instead of like in the midst of a fight, you just blurt it out kind of thing, right? Unless, of course, if the kid brings it up, it's like, why? How come Daddy has a new girlfriend or wife yeah. or something? Yeah, then then it has to be said, like, right? Um, but until that happens, if it's still within a controlled kind of setting, you want to control it as much as you can. Raymond, you have a question for the doctor. Hello, Doctor. Uh, so my question is, uh, my mother-in-law has been hearing things for quite some time, which is not true. Something is like okay. her daughter is getting kidnapped, and then her daughter is nearby her, but in fact the daughter is as far away from her. So my question is, uh, mm. is there some sort of uh, hallucination? Yeah. So what are the cure for this uh, sickness? So the yeah. couple of questions I want to ask, right? How old is your mother-in-law this year? My mother-in-law is around 60s. 60s, okay. 60s. Right, when we talk about hallucination, right, um, usually we yes. don't think about it as a problem. It's actually a symptom of something okay. else, right? Typically speaking, the reason why I ask how old your mother-in-law is because if she's much older, let's say 70, 80s, right? Yes. One thing I would probably yes. think about is Alzheimer's because when people have Alzheimer's, right, their cognitive function starts right. declining. So that's when they start seeing things, hearing things, remembering things from the past okay. and all that kind of things, right? All right? In this case, she's 60, maybe, but I think unlikely, like maybe it's early onset, right? But more likely, is that she's going through some mental health uh, difficulties I think for example like severe depression sometimes you can have hallucination okay, that's yeah. on the more manageable end of the things la. if it's not okay. then it might be something uh, schizophrenia as well uh, that's something to consider as well la, right but ultimately okay, I don't right. know because it, I, I'm just talking to you the first time right I think the best bet would be for you to get your mom to see a psychiatrist as soon as possible uh, okay, just to make sure, sure to answer your second part of the question in terms of curing hallucinations um, like I said like yes. it's a symptom right so once we find the underlying reason then we can treat that and then the hallucination to go okay. away, I think that's the better okay. bet. Okay. Alright, Raymond? Alright, thanks, Kali. Right, answers your question. Okay, we received a text message question from Ling. She says, Just a quick question. Lately, for the past five years, I find it very difficult to get up from bed. All I want to do is sleep. Work has been exciting. Gym is fun too. And socially, I'm still meeting with friends and joining activities. It just takes a whole lot just to show up for those. Well, Ling, first thing I want to say is, 
good job for me if you have this for five years and you're still powering on and you're still living quite a full life from the sounds of it right so really good job there right if you are going through this multiple times and multiple episodes of this happening i think it's really important for you to go and uh, see someone about it because i think underlying all those good things they're doing there might be something that's keeping you up troubling you that's why you don't want to go to work and this thing can be really subtle i think that's why you are still able to function quite well but i think the fact that you're calling in uh, writing in sorry and you think that it's a concern it's something worth uh, checking out and see Right. It doesn't have to be anything crazy like anxiety or depression. It's not that. Maybe it's just something troubling you. Maybe your mind's way of telling you that you know it's time for a change. It's time to do something else, for example. So I think maybe speak to someone and be a really good idea just to get some different perspectives or fresh ideas on what you can do about it. Yeah, because yeah, it says here that sometimes you think about it. Ah, uh, maybe you're just not fit. You're not sleeping well. But she goes to the gym. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like she wants to have an active lifestyle. She and she is leading a very active lifestyle. Yeah. 